Ready for the word this morning? Excellent. Three people are ready for the word of God. Excellent. Just want to let you know, by the way, uh, next Sunday, uh, God Chasers is having an all-in. So right from the start of the service, they'll be out the back uh, in here. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. God chase, the, the next Sunday is all about God Chasers. They're taking the service. Our kids are taking over the service. They are running the service. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> My head's everywhere at the moment, but that's cool. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for right now uh, the wonder of your presence, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as I speak this message, that you would impart life and transformation into our lives and that you would do something special in each and every one of us. Father, that we would see who you are and what you've done in a whole new light and how we can follow you uh, in our everyday lives and why we would follow you. Father, I pray that you anoint this message in the wonderful name of Jesus. I pray also for Kathy Wiedenhofer this morning. I pray for healing in her. I pray for my brother who's in hospital. I pray for him this morning. I pray healing in these people and anyone else who may be crook in Jesus' name. Colin, amen. Healing in Jesus' name. Okay, uh, this morning's message is uh, a simple message, uh, and it's going to go for uh, a number of times that I preach in the next few weeks. Uh, this message is called "Why People Follow Jesus," and that's uh, uh, that's the title of the message for the next few weeks. Uh, if you want to call it a series, you can call it a series, but. It's uh, some messages that I, I, I just want to focus around why people would follow Jesus. Because I think that Jesus is worth following. I think that uh, the Bible talks about him in uh, amazing ways. That the, You can see Jesus from, uh, from Genesis right through to Revelation. There's something about the person of Jesus that transforms a person's life. And I think that uh, I want to bring us as a church into a whole new alignment of making it all about Jesus. Also, I so appreciate, Kate, the way that she led this morning uh, in worship because it's all about Jesus. I need more of Jesus in my life. When I have more of God, there's less of me and things seem to run a little bit smoother when Jesus is at the helm than when I am at the helm. And I don't know if any of you may have noticed that in your life as well. But So this morning uh, is, I guess, the the, the a bit of a start of a series that I feel that God's laid on my heart and that we can start to launch forward with. So it's, it's why people follow Jesus. One of the things I love to do is to read the Bible in a sort of a story form. I read it paragraph by paragraph, trying to put myself into the scenes. Some of you may have tried doing that. You know, Only a few years ago, Jane and I were blessed to have the opportunity to go to Israel and actually walked the streets of Jerusalem, and we visited many of the historical biblical sites throughout Israel. Uh, we could smell the air, experience the sounds. We could have this, uh, see the sights and, and taste the food. It was an exceptional time. Uh, and now when I read the Bible, it comes alive to me. Now when I read the, the Word of God, I can picture the scenes, I can soak up the entire experience of the events, and it, uh, and it makes Scripture come alive to me. And that's what I love about that experience of, of going over to Israel. And I would encourage you that if you ever have an opportunity to go to Israel, 
to take that opportunity to walk the streets where Jesus walked, to, to experience the sights, the sounds, and the, the, uh, the atmosphere of an incredible place on the face of the planet Earth. I don't believe there's another place like it. And uh, I would encourage you to do it simply from the point of view of it making the Word of God come alive to you that when you are doing uh, a devotion, maybe when you're reading a passage of Scripture, that you can start to see that place. You know what the topography of the land looks like. See, in my mind, I never experienced like uh, Nazareth was this flat place. But it's not. It's on the side of a hill. It's a big hill. You know, so I, I can see that now in my mind's eye and I, I know uh, what the land looks like. So this morning, I just want to talk about why people follow Jesus. And I'm going to have a read of uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 25, just to kick this thing, this thing off. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, said Jesus. And I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets. And Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. I want to tell you, there is no disease that Jesus can't heal. There is no Jesus that, uh, no sickness that Jesus can't heal. Okay? There is no sickness that Jesus can't heal. There is no problem that Jesus can't solve. There is no issue that you may have that Jesus isn't the answer for. Healing every disease and sickness among the people. Now, news about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, in Jesus' name, I pray that God heals your back, Wendy, in Jesus' name. If you're suffering severe pain today, you can know that the Word of God comes alive because Jesus heals severe pain today in Jesus' name. Those having seizures and are paralyzed, and He healed them, and He can heal you too. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across Jordan followed Jesus. Great multitudes followed Jesus, it says. Seeing and experiencing all of this, we have to ask ourselves the question, why do people follow Jesus? Jesus walks along the shore of Galilee, sees four blokes, says to them, follow me, and they did. And they did. Why do people follow Jesus? When you first came to faith in Christ, why did you follow Jesus? What caused you to follow Jesus? It's possible that anyone could get a few blokes to follow him around to do some great things in them and for them. But Jesus had an effect upon multitudes. Entire regions and cities and towns followed Jesus. Why did that happen? For three years, the story was the same. Jesus shows up and the multitudes follow. But why do people follow him? And why 2,000 years later do people still follow Jesus, share his message, 
Some die as martyrs for him and they give their lives for this one person called Jesus. I believe that that's just as much the power of the gospel as anything else is. The power of the gospel motivates us to say to ourselves, I'm not going to live for myself any longer, but I'm going to live for the one who called me and said, follow me, and I've chosen to follow after Jesus. So this morning, I'm going to explore five, five reasons, five reasons, stay behind me, five reasons why people follow Jesus this morning. People follow Jesus, number one, because they'll hear things they've never heard before. People follow Jesus because they will hear things they've never heard before. Matthew chapter 7, 28 to 29 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. In other words, there was an authenticity to the message of Jesus and the words that he said to them. There was something that was relevant, it was real, it was authentic, it was, had substance, it was something that, that, that Jesus said that captured their imagination, it captured their attention. That's why I follow Jesus, because of his word. Life can be a roller coaster, incredible highs and the deepest of depths. And that's where the word of God comes in. It grounds us in us. And it gives us something to stand upon, to declare in a time that we need to, to to praise God back with. It builds our lives up. That's what the Word of God does. That's why we're going to hear some things that we've never heard before. There is wisdom in God's Word. It's in what Jesus says to us. In Isaiah verse, chapter 9, verse 6, it, says, it calls him the wonderful counsellor. Listen, you don't get to be a counsellor just fluffing around with stuff that's on the back of matchboxes. There's got to be wisdom in being a counsellor. Okay? There's wisdom in what Jesus tells us. He is the wonderful counsellor. In other words, the counsel that he gives is wonderful. Have you thought about that? There's something about the word of God that is wonderful. It's something to grasp a hold of. And, and, and this is what I understand about the Word of God. He is our wisdom. The Word of God is our wisdom. We get wisdom from the Word of God. It's wisdom for life. The Word of God supersedes the wisdom of social media. I'm not sure if you knew that. You've maybe read some incredible things on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, any of those. Twitter. But it supersedes. Even social media. The wisdom of God supersedes political correctness. It supersedes the wisdom of the world. It supersedes the culture of our world. It speaks through culture. In fact, the word of God can shape the very world that we live in. If we'll follow Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ, his son. John 6, verses 68 to 69, and Peter replies, he says, Lord, you know, because Jesus has just said to the guys, listen, guys, you've got to eat of my flesh, drink of my blood, and stuff like that, uh, and there's a whole heap that just leave. They go. They won't, this is a bit hard, can't handle this. And then Jesus turns to the, the 12 there, and he says, are you guys going to leave as well? And Peter says this. He says, 
Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. We've already committed ourselves confident you're the Holy One of God. Something about Jesus has got to draw us forward. Something about Jesus has got to cut through the rubbish of our lives to, say, to, to speak to us at some level and say, he's worth following. Why is he worth following? Because you're going to hear some things maybe that you've never heard before. If you have a question, he is the answer. If you have a problem, he is the solution. If we're blessed, it's because he's the reason. If we have joy, it's because of him this morning. I love reading books. I could read all about the great leaders of our time and all of the history of the world, but when I follow Jesus, when I follow Jesus, it's because I'm going to hear things that I've never heard before. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Say that to yourself. With God all things are possible. We need to know that when we face an impossible situation, that nothing's impossible for Jesus. When you're facing a a bad report from the doctor or the bank account just seems like empty, you need to know that you can go to God and God's got the answer. Oh, praise God. That was great word there. I just enjoyed that one. (laughs) Okay. We need to hear Jesus tell us not to worry about our tomorrow because God is for us and not against us. He's made us conquerors and he's made us to be overcomers. We will hear Jesus tell us not to do to others what they've done to us. You may never have heard that before. Like, it's about getting even. It's an eye for an eye. That's the old system. Jesus comes along and says, you never heard this before, but I'm going to tell you something you've never heard before because you need to hear this. Don't do unto others what they've done to you, but rather love your enemies. Pray for them. Here's something that will really mess your enemies up. Bless them. Take them out to lunch. Buy them a gift. Send them a bunch of flowers. Send them a card, say how much I really love you and care about you. I'm praying for you. You know, it's, when we say to pray for our enemies, Lord, it, we, we sometimes think that, oh, God, would you just bless them? Lord, do something with them. Okay? That's how we think we need to pray, but it's not. You need to pray for your enemies like you'd pray for your kids if they were in trouble. God, would you get through to them? God, would you touch their lives? God, would you open up their, 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 their hearts? Would you create a way that they can be blessed? Would you touch them with your spirit? Would you create a flow, a flow of your blessing, a flow of your favor in their lives? Would you open up their understanding to see how much you love them? Would you, Lord, help me to get, uh, get through to them, to, to see them flourish and blessed and, and, and let your love go rampantly through their lives? Love that word, rampant. I'm going to get rampant very shortly. We'll hear how it's better to give than to receive. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. We'll hear that when I'm weak, then I'm strong. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. I don't know if you've ever heard that when I'm, I'm in lack, that I should give. I don't know, you know, whatever we make happen for someone else, God will make happen for me. 
It's in the Bible. Read it. This is what you never hear this before. You needed to hear this. This is what Jesus does for us. This is why we're following Jesus, because we're going to hear some stuff we've maybe never heard before. We'll hear Jesus tell us to take up our cross and to follow him. Why? Because we'll hear things we've never heard before. He isn't like the great minds of this world giving us theory on things, but he is from above and giving me the truth that sets me free. That's why I need to follow Jesus, because I'm going to hear something that I've maybe never heard before. Number two, people follow Jesus because they'll see things that they've never seen before. Not only will they hear things that they've never heard before, they're going to see some things that they've never heard before. Mark chapter 2 verse 12 says he got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this before. What a great reason to follow Jesus because I'm going to see some things that I've never seen before. That's why people followed him and that's why we follow him now. We either have seen things that we've never seen before, or we're about to. Or we're about to. I've seen someone go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. I actually saw a physical change in a person's countenance when they opened up their heart and they said, Jesus, would you be the Lord of my life? And something just lifted off of them and there was a brightness and a luminescence to their lives that wasn't there before. I've never seen that before. That's why I followed Jesus, because I'm going to see some things that I've never seen before. I've seen someone come to a meeting with the sole purpose that unless they heard from God, they were going to go home and commit suicide. I've seen that happen, and God spoke to them in that meeting, and they've never been the same since, and they're alive today and flourishing in life. I've never seen that before. The more we follow Jesus, the more we will see things that we've never seen before. We see a marriage that's falling apart and Jesus comes in and he restores the relationship. When we see someone who can't kick a habit, it, Jesus touches them and then they never touch the stuff again. I've never seen things like that. But I believe that God, as we follow him, we're going to see some things that we've never seen before. With Jesus, it's a total transformation. It's not a makeover. It's a total transformation. We'll see Jesus make new things, turning joy from sorrow. We're going to see God do some amazing things when we follow Jesus. Not only will we hear some things that we've never heard before, not only are we going to see some things that we've never seen before, but number three, we're going to do some things that we've never done before. We're going to do some things. This, I, 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 Christian faith is not the one, uh, the faith or the, 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 the religion, if you want, that, that we just do nothing, we just have a set of beliefs. This faith and this following after Jesus requires some action from us. It requires us to invest ourselves and our lives into what God is asking us to do. There's going to be some things that we're going to do we've never done before. If we walk with Jesus long enough, not only will we hear some things and see some things, but we're going to do some things as well. Luke chapter 10, verses 19 to 20. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I've, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. I've got to tell you right now, that, that thing there was never rescinded. 
What I just read there, that was never rescinded. You have that same power today. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you have that same power available to you today. I'm pointing a lot, but I'm, I'm pointing to myself three times over. So the anointing I'm giving you, I'm giving a triple dose to myself. Okay? This hasn't been rescinded. This is available to you and I today. However, don't rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. In the Lamb's book of life. In the Lamb's book of life. They rejoiced that His power was their power, and through His name, nothing was impossible. It's exciting when we go from catching fish to catching men. It's exciting when we go from collecting, collecting taxes to collecting souls. And if we'll t- spend enough time with Jesus, His walk will become our walk, and we're going to do some things we've never done before. Who's, who's up for going down to Keith Stevens and Pound? park and just walking across that duck lake no but the amount of algae we probably could do it his life will become our life his power becomes our power when we spend time with Jesus his word becomes our word when he touches us we'll never be the same again And neither will the people around about us because we're going to do some things we've never done before. Just ask Saul, who was out to destroy Jesus. But after he met Jesus on an old dusty road and Jesus touched his life, Saul, who had been trying to destroy the early church, became its greatest advocate, his greatest champion, and he did things that he'd never done before. If we will walk with Jesus, we might find ourselves walking on water, raising the dead, doing things that the world says can't be done. Following Jesus is the greatest adventure you'll ever go on because you'll do things that you never have done before. People follow Jesus because they're going to go places that they've never been before. In Mark chapter 9, verses 2 to 9, it says this, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led him up, uh, up to a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Why don't you say that for a minute? Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, Peter said, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. This is the message version, by the way. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they'd seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. In verse 5 of this passage, Peter says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. That's why people follow Jesus, because he takes us places that we've never been before. Once One place he takes us is the old rugged cross, 
and lets us know that the blood on that cross can wash away completely all of our sins, our past, present, and future sin. And we can be whiter than snow as we stand before God. He takes us past an empty tomb and lets us know that no grave can keep our body down because we're going places that we've never been before. He takes us into his glory where we know the presence of God and we can shout, it's good for us to be here this morning. In the presence of God, it's good for us to be in church. Some of you are in church today and you've said it. You know that you've said it to your friends before you ever became a Christian. I'm never setting foot in a church. If I go to church, the place will fall down. Yet today you find yourself in a place that you thought you'd never go to. That's why we follow Jesus, because he takes us to places that we never thought we'd go to. Because we follow Jesus, because we follow Jesus, we're going to go to places that we've never been before. Some of you have been into prisons on a visiting scheme to bring the good news to prisoners. You never thought you'd go there. Some of you have been into schools and done schools ministry work because, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to pray for people in schools, chaplains and things of that nature. You've gone on hospital visits to pray for people and to to encourage them, to pray for them in hospital. You never thought that you'd go to a hospital to pray for someone for the sole purpose of doing that. Yet God's taken you to a place that you thought you'd never go to. He causes an insignificant person like a lady at a well to win her city for God. He takes a a widow's small offering and declares to the world that she's given more because she has given her all. The reason that many follow Jesus is, is that he wants to take them from sin to salvation, from darkness to light, and from error to truth, and from death to life. When we follow Jesus, it doesn't matter where we've been, but where he's taking us to. He's always taking us forward. And for many, they've never been to freedom. They've never been to complete health. They've never been to the place called blessed. But when we follow Jesus, he's going to take us to places that we thought we'd never come to. You never thought that God could bless you. And God's taking you to a place of blessing. You never thought that you could have pain-free existence or a, a life of health and wholeness. But God is taking you to a place of health and wholeness this morning. And I declare that over your life in Jesus' name. People follow Jesus because they'll receive things that they've never had before. They're going to, you're going to receive things that you've never had before. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest thing you're ever going to receive from God is His love. It says the greatest of these is love. You're going to receive things that you never thought that you'd ever receive. The unconditional and eternal love of God has been given for us. Romans 5 verse 17 says, For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? God's given you his grace. God's given you his righteousness. We never thought that we could ever receive God's grace or God's righteousness in our lives. But because we're following God, because we're following after Jesus, we're receiving things that we never thought that we'd receive. 
Through the love of God, we've been given God's wonderful, empowering grace. The gift of God's love is so wide and long and high and deep that we'll never escape it. We'll never come to the end of it. We'll never exhaust it. People follow Jesus because he gives us things that we've never had before. We've never, we'll never have experienced anything like the love of God before. We'll never have experienced anything like the grace or the righteousness of God before. Before we ever followed Jesus, he gave us the greatest gift of all, something that we'd never had before. Jesus actually gave up his life for us. I don't know about you, but I've never had someone give their life for me. We're following Jesus because we've received a gift that we never thought that we'd ever receive. We've received the gift of life in the person of Jesus Christ. By believing in and following Jesus and all that he's done for us, his life, his death and resurrection, we also receive something else that we've never had before. And it tells us in John 3.16 that because we follow after him, because we believe in what he's done, that we have a gift that we never had before, and that's eternal life. We've been given eternal life, church. We've received a gift of life, a changed life, an eternal life. Not only did we receive a new life, we received another gift when we never, uh, never had before either. The person and the power to live this new life in the person of the Holy Spirit. God's given us the person of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that you could get the Holy Spirit. I'm following Jesus. And I'm get, this gets get better and better. This, this deal's sweet, baby. It's the best thing you can ever, ever... This is better than anything you've ever had before. John 14, verses 16 to 17 says, I will ask the Father, this is Jesus speaking, he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit He leads, who leads into all truth. The world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. God's given us the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why people follow after Jesus. It's because he gives us things that we've never had before. I never had the Holy Spirit before until I came to Jesus and I learned that the gift of the Holy Spirit was available to me. So I've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. I never thought you could do that. He gives us the ability to live this life, the person of the Holy Spirit. People have asked me in my life, why do you go to church? Why do you read the Bible? Why do you believe in and follow Jesus? And my response is really simple. Because I'll hear things that I've never heard before. Because I'll see things that I've never seen before. I'll do things that I've never done before. I'll go places that I've never been before. And I'll receive things that I've never had before. This is what we should all expect. This is what we should all expect. When we follow Jesus, this is what we should all expect. To hear things that we've never heard before. To see things that we've never seen before. To do things we've never done before. To go places we've never been before and to receive things that we never had before. There's no lottery on the face of the earth that's any more beneficial than this. 
You, it, nothing compares to the gifts that God has given to us because we follow Him. And this is available to you. This is available to me. And this is available to the community in which we live when they come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. When we follow Jesus, we get the best. We get the first. We get the extravagant, rampant love of God. No matter what we go through, no matter what the cost, no matter what the obstacle, following Jesus is the best life. It will be worth it when we see Jesus. For all of those who are following Jesus, the good news just gets better and better. We are nearer now than we've ever been before. Sure, some have walked away. Some have given up. But you know what? I've come too far. I can't go back. I've, come, I've given up too much. Not, nothing compared to what Jesus has given up. But in my life, I've given up too much to be able to say, you know what? can't do this anymore. It's over. But the decision's been done. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm following Jesus. And like Kate said this morning during worship, sometimes we can just get our, our, our focus, our perspective just a little bit skewed. It's just a little bit off. But when we follow Jesus, when we follow Jesus, when we get our eyes back on Jesus, when we get our eyes back on Jesus, Suddenly our relationships are a lot better. Our finances look a lot healthier. Our bodies look a lot trimmer. When the religious world examined the early disciples and realized that they were ordinary men with an extraordinary ministry, they took note that they had been with Jesus. My question is really simple to wrap this thing up this morning, just as the team come back. My, I've just one, one question, that's all I've got. One question. This, this message is just one question. The whole thing is towards this question this morning. And that question is simply this. Who are you following today? Who are you following today? If I could give you any encouragement, if I could exhort you in anything this morning, if this service has led towards one thing this morning, if the pull of the Holy Spirit is in one area this morning, it's in this. Church, folks, follow Jesus. <laughs> follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Peter denied Jesus three times. And I love that when Jesus is raised from the dead, Jesus goes back and eyeballs Peter and asks him three times and restores him for those three, three times that Peter denied him. Jesus restores him those three times. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Look after my people. It doesn't matter what we've done wrong. It doesn't matter where we've been. All that matters is that we're following Jesus. The path, the story, the adventure that you are on is with Jesus and that you follow him.
church, become a fully devoted, passionate disciple of Jesus Christ. Not just a follower, a disciple. I'm going to talk about that in the coming weeks as well. Because there's something that, that concerns me as a church. And that's our ability to make a disciple. How do we make disciples? How do we make disciples? I don't just want to make a crowd that comes on a Sunday. I'm called to make disciples. Hey, guess what? So are you. It's not just resting on my shoulders, baby. We are called to make disciples. But who are we discipling people to? That's why I follow Jesus. In my capacity as a leader, as a father, as a husband, as a grandfather, as a brother, as a son. I have a limited capacity. I don't have the smarts to do stuff. But when I follow Jesus, I get divine insight, divine inspiration. And so do you. You're facing things today. Can we stand? Just feel this is a moment of a breakthrough for some people this morning. You're facing some things this morning. There's stuff happening in your world. There's stuff, stuff happening in your life and in your family. There's stuff happening in your workplace. There's stuff happening in this church. And we need divine inspiration on. Who are you following this morning? Who are you following this morning? Who are you following this morning? My encouragement to, to you is simply this. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Maybe there's this moment where we just simply say, God, would you help me to realign my life? I'm just a bit off kilter and just need you to just bring me back and help me to come back into that center where you are the center. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, would you help us this morning? Bring us back into an alignment, Lord. Bring us back into a place where we're following hard after you, where we're relaxed in your embrace, where our hand is in yours and you lead us forward. Father, touch us and fill us to overflowing by the power of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and, 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 and give insight and wisdom to your people this morning. Help them to see the places that you want them to go to. Help them to do the things that you want them to do. Help them to see the things that you want them to see. Help them to, to hear the things that you want them to hear, to do the things and to receive the things that they need to have. Holy Spirit, come, touch your people. Father, I thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your presence this morning. Bless and encourage your people. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.